0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb, and we're just grateful to be with you guys today on Cedar Point Church's Fastest Growing Podcast, where we are real, raw, relational, and sometimes irreverent. And uh, we're excited about um, today's topic, um, because it really has to do with just the the shift in Christian culture. And before I get ahead of myself, I actually forgot, check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. YouTube, all of those places, um, like, share our content. Um, but uh, we want to we want to touch on some things that are that are cultural. This is not unique to um, Recovery Ministry, Recovery Lifestyle per se. Um, but it seems to be um, a growing um, infection, um, p- quite possibly cancerous, just in um, Christian worldview today, Christian culture today. And it's something that, quite frankly, you've probably seen and it, it really hasn't clicked with you. I think that's what I, a lot of what I see right now. Is people are kind of unaware, you know. Mm-hmm. We have this great cultural shift taking place, and it's just lost on people. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about open sin. Um, we've kind of got this thing going on now, where again, it's if, if God is love, then then He loves me um, for who I am, right? And and this is the the real me, and and just this this nonsense of I don't need to change. You need to accept me. My my life doesn't need to be bent and molded by God's word. It needs to bend and mold and shape to fit me um and so we have this from church leaders um coming well first off congregants you know that's Mm -hmm. always kind of been the battle i think you know from the the bottom you know i hate to say bottom there's not really levels but from people coming into faith you know that's kind of where we all start to wrestle anyways right that's that's the beginning um but then you have people who should be mature in their faith buying into this nonsense you've got people who have national platforms um i can't say it Say it proliferate back in. I just forget Pro- it. Proliferating. Proliferating, Well, I wasn't yeah. sure what word you were yeah. going well, for I there, couldn't so even I get like, it I out can't, there. I yeah. can't help you. Yeah, yeah. You No, can't. It was no help. Help me help you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> today's letter is A. <laughs> That's when you go back to Sesame Street. Yeah. Good night. No, I wouldn't um, go by
1: Sesame Street nowadays.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, I'm not even going to attempt the word again. Um, Proliferate. P- yeah, there we go. Putting putting these things out there is like this is acceptable. Um, th- go join me <laughs> on my my quest to to satisfy my flesh at the yeah. expense of the faith. And and so we just want to we don't have that conversation today.
1: Yeah, you know, and you know, we've 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 talked about this subject many a times. But um, you know, in the late 2000s, we were not late to the early 2000s. We had that. um that push for the you know the seeker sensitive service and, and there's something to be said for that where you you know you try to be more more appealing to the people who don't go to church in order to get them to come to church um but what we've done is con- we've created consumerism church and so you know uh when you're talking about as far as like you know even from the platform of many churches this is, is this is kind of getting preached um well what do we expect when we've Catered our we've we've created churches that are centered around catering to the whims of uh, you know all the whims of the congregants to be secret quote unquote secret sensitive, and then um, you know th- that that puts you in a position as a pastor or as a church leader uh, to to not say any or do anything that's going to offend them because that's how you've attracted your entire congregation you know yeah. and so so we've lost the ability. In the, I mean, um, not the, the ability, but also kind of the, um, the platform or the right to speak spiritual truth into some of our congregations in the in the the big C church uh, of our country because we have, again, we've we've created consumerism as I mean, well. We didn't I mean that's America, right? Consumerism and our churches have grown to reflect that, and so now we can't now we can't speak truth into people's lives because. Uh, it might hurt their feelings and and we're doing we've we've done everything we could to not hurt people's feelings to make everybody feel good to to water down the gospel to um you know to attract as many people as we possibly can and now we just don't want to do anything to make them go away and i mean you know and but be but being truthful is not intentionally trying to make people go away that's just it's just being truthful you know jesus came and, and you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He was the truth, and he he did what he needed to do in order to fill his mission here on earth, and he didn't care about, you know, like, how that was going to rub certain people the wrong way. I mean, he just, he just did it. He just was the truth, and so, um, you know, we have got to have a return to that, and speaking of the truth, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about um, at the beginning <clears throat> this you know, us being our real selves, like this, this, uh, you know, this is just me and this, um, you know, just love me for who I am. This is the flip side of the, uh, this is my truth yeah. kind of thing. You know, the, really the, you know, I'm, I'm just being quote unquote authentic, <clears throat> which is what we're kind of talking about. The authentic Christian. I'm just being authentic. That's the, like I said, this flip, it's the other side of the same coin of, well, I'm just living my truth. Right. And so, um, <clears throat> We, we hear this buzzword this well I'm just being authentic and uh, what does that really mean you know what does that mean well today in our culture what that means and especially in the church is uh, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be open about my sin I'm gonna be open about the the areas in which I I fail which and at the beginning is like okay well that's good no. that's good we, sh- we should be we should be open with each other about our 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 shortcomings and where we you know because Um, that can be helpful, but, uh, it right after that part (laughs) is where it stops being good. And because in our culture today is, is this is where I fail and you shouldn't say anything negative about it because that's just who I am, right? (laughs) This is God made me this way. And so it must be okay. Yeah. You know, and that's, um, you know, and do we run into that a lot in recovery? Yes. Do we run into that in the regular church today too? Yes. You know, um, and, and uh, there should be an alignment between, you know, or at least a pursuing of um, the way we live into um, and then moving away from that and moving towards the way God wants us to live, right? What's, what, what does Jesus teach us in the Bible? This is, this is how we should live. And it shouldn't be us going, well, you know, stopping, uh, you know, being— I don't know. I'm trying to think of some, you know, saying off the top of my head, but, you know, being, being a hateful person, like, well, that's just the way I am, you know, which is maybe a struggle for me sometimes (laughs) where I'm overly critical or whatever. I I, I don't just go, well, this is just the way I am. Well, I mean, yeah, part of, part of, you know, I don't know, part of my defense mechanism, I guess, is to be critical. Uh, is it that's the way I'm? Yeah. But do I want to stay that way? No. Do I try to get better? sometimes (laughs) sometimes <laughs> should i try harder in a lot of different areas yes i should and do i feel a conviction to get better in those areas yes i do um and do i do i succeed in all those areas? no i don't you know um could i yeah i definitely could do better and and, and that's what that's what we should be seeking to do is, is to, to take those things and be aware of them and then try to become more like christ in those, you know Christ wasn't making fun of people a lot like like I do, <laughs> um, which is you know again that's not good. But uh, so I, I should be trying to be more like Christ and not do those things. I, but what I don't do is go well. That's just the way I am. You know that's that's the easy way out. That's yeah. an excuse, um, and and that's not what we're called to do as Christians.
0: That's really not. I mean, so we've taken you know the gospel, the good news, and the good news was. Hey, you're, you're a dirty, wretched sinner. You're, you're going to hell. Um, you can never be good enough. You know, you'll, you never save yourself. No amount of uh, good deeds will outweigh the fact that that you fell miserably to reach God's stand, uh, standard. Um, but God, in all of his grace and mercy, he's He's offered you a way out. Um, and as long as you accept it, this free gift, you don't have to earn, you can be saved, right? Um, because of what Jesus has done. This That's the good news. And then we've, we've, distorted it um to um you know i'm no longer a dirty wretched sinner (laughs) like you know I'm, i'm no longer i can be good enough that that's the lie um and i can only be good enough if there's excuses for my behavior you know um being um you know a jerk to people is all of a sudden you know okay you know if it's if you wrap it up in your identity, right? You got to put it on the, the identity bow on there or, or whatever that may be. And so and then the, the new good news too is that God's love, well, the problem with that is um, um, we define love and then by our definition of love, define God rather than recognizing God as love and allowing him to define what love means. We've even flipped that on its head. And so the good news now is, well, God's love and he's going to love me regardless. Um and he's is a good loving god gonna allow somebody to go to hell um and send them send them there god would never send anyone to hell well the truth is we were going there that's what we're choosing and god says hey over here hey i've got something for you don't go that way Uh, and again so we flip all these things on its head and and then we we come up with this this new good news is um i need to make no sacrifices um i need to do nothing god loves me regardless of who I am, what I do, and because he loves me, he he would never send me to eternal damnation. Um, In fact, um, you know, there's beauty in who I am, Um, you know, and it's just, it's complete opposite of what we actually see in scriptural truth. Um, Mind you, scripture being the word of God. Um, So we ignore the word of God and it becomes, you know, whatever we Deem fit. And that's where, you know, we've talked about this before, too, where we just decide I'm going to be my own God and I'm going to define these things for myself. And, you know, whatever Aaron speaketh, that's truth. Um, As it said, so so shall it be done.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, but the Bible makes me uncomfortable. So, you know. Well, it's
0: it's antiquated, too. Yeah, that's right. It was
1: all cultural thousands
0: of years ago and um it really doesn't apply to me today. it doesn't and it's good teaching some of it yeah. you know the parts that are still culturally relevant um he's just really, a
1: cool hippie guy Jesus and you was. gotta well you
0: gotta chop the hay spit out the sticks you know that <laughs> nonsense about yeah. um mm-hmm. you know about me needing to sacrifice and uh you know set my will aside um that's sticks one yeah. so sticks yeah um and because it's not clear um this is all sarcasm um
1: <laughs> if you're not clear <laughs> you must be a new listener <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: that but that, that's what we've done and we've um whitewashed um the gospel oh yeah and it's it's empty and it's it's meaningless there's a saying i've, I've said it several times i wish i knew who actually, actually came up with it but i don't um and it's uh you know, truth without love is, is meaningless, and, and love without truth is just mean, um, and that's where we're at collectively, at least in, um, seems like in a, in America with the church, um, I, I feel like I encounter more people who fall into this category of, we just need to love, um, and truth is dangerous because it's mean. Um, it's mean to be truthful. Uh, well, you know, you're just all truth, yeah, they, you, you're just a jerk, but um you can't be all love either and when we look at the example jesus gave us who was the, the visible image of an invisible god right and also god you know <laughs> i mean um in in the flesh um he he didn't sacrifice truth um he didn't sacrifice love either but he he came you know full on 100 percent on both of these things and, and that should be our pursuit um in our own lives is to encounter that and allow that to shape and mold us
1: yeah you know i think a lot of the two um Part of this has come from the uh, the rise of the, the influencer class, and we have this, yeah. you know, um, unfortunately, just theologically and doctrinally shallow uh, people that you know have a camera, you know, you know, an I, on iPhone and, and and a oval light, whatever um, they call those things, ring so light. they can, ring yeah, light. ring light. A ring light. All the great theologians <laughs> have them. Yeah, you? and so, uh, you know, they can get online and, and grow a following and, and act like they're saying things yeah. that are, you know... Yeah. Let think, me tell you how I changed my life. Deep. And yeah, how, And and how I experienced truth for the first
0: time. And, you know, it was a, it was a cool summer eve, you know, <laughs> and I was struggling, and I just... I got sick and tired of being sick and tired, and... I discovered my truth.
1: Open my heart to
0: the universe. Join Come join me on the journey of, <laughs> of my truth.
1: Yeah, in my journey. Exactly. And for some reason, we buy that crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we're like, okay. Yeah. And we're just like, you know... They, this sounds great! These people are, yeah. you know, easy on the eyes, and they have a, yeah. a you know, a soothing-sounding voice. And so, okay, I guess. You know, we don't crack our own Bible and read it and be like, yeah. well, this sounds like a bunch of crap to me. Yeah. You know, and, or if the, if we do, they, you know, those people, well, you know... And they say things that, again, we, we're like, I mean... I don't, I don't even want to say they sound true because if you know any, hardly anything about the Bible, it doesn't mean, need to sound true. Yeah. It just needs to sound like what we want it to hear. just needs to sound good. Yeah. That's true. Like, that, that, that's I've been waiting true. my whole life for yes. somebody to say that. <laughs> oh, that's way better than what my pastor tells me. Yeah. So I'm going to believe that. And yeah. it's so true. It, it, I it, knew that guy was full of it. <laughs> yeah. And so so we we just go into this thing and we think, well, um, you know, man, Christianity's is hard. So this person online says stuff that well, they have a liberal so arts degree. Yeah. So they went to Bible college. Yeah. So yeah, which one? They were ordained. Yeah. Yeah. They got the and little got ordination online.
0: certificate yeah. from, you know, the church of Las Vegas. And, yeah. <laughs> um, they got to know what they're talking about. They don't, they don't give ordinations out to just anybody That's right. on you the internet. Earn
1: it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, all, all this to say is that we have got as, especially as American Christians, we have got to get back to, you know, I don't know, opening our Bible and then stop trying to tell it what it says yeah. and start reading it for what it says and understanding that this is like if, if you're going to be a Christian, you know, and the older I get and the more we experience this stuff, the more I get where Jesus talks about being lukewarm yeah. and that he's just going to spit you out because, man, we are a tepid group of people of, of Christians nowadays in our culture. And, and, and it is I can I can. I can get frustrated with it. And so I can imagine, you know, God in the flesh saying that I can imagine, you know, what, what, how frustrated he has got to be where you're just like, no, you know, he's like, I'm God and I'm saying these things to you. (laughs) And you're like, well, well, we're back to the garden of Eden. Did God really say, you know I mean? And that's what we're, we're looking at. And and so we take this stuff and we, we read the Bible and we're like, man, that's tough. Well, and then we try to do the mental gymnastics to make it fit our life. And you've got to stop doing that. This is what I think he's saying to me. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of different ways to interpret this. Well, no, there's not. You know, that's something you're telling yourself to make you feel better about whatever it is you want to go do that you know God's not you know for. How do you know God's not for that? Because the Bible says He's not, and you're going to try to figure out a way to make it okay, and it's not. And we should feel conviction about that. And the point, you know, we I was just having this discussion with somebody. It was about, you know, one, you know, well, is there what is good enough? Is there good? Can you be good enough? No. No, 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 no. There is no good enough. There is no good, good enough. Even Jesus says that when you know somebody comes up and they say, "Good teacher," he says, well, "Why do you call me good?" And he's making that point. He's, what is good? There is no good. There is no good outside of God. God is good. God is God is just. God is love. God is truth. That's it. Everybody else, we're not. And yeah. there's no, there's no good enough. And there isn't. No, which. You know you're like well that's thanks a lot for making me feel better about myself no (laughs) that should actually make you feel better because because we can't be good enough and we don't have to be good enough right that's what's that's what makes christianity unique is that we don't earn it we don't have to earn it thank god i don't have to earn it because i would fail because i'm a hateful person (laughs) you know i'm i'm way too critical uh and and i'm and i'm you know i'm just a very cynical person but thank god that Jesus came and died for my sins and through grace, I'm saved, you know? And because of that grace and that salvation that I have in my life, I understand that I need to try to do better and I feel conviction all my life to do better. And I'm not gonna, you know, uh, do the things that I know I'm not supposed to do and then chalk it up to, well, this is just who I am. No, God made me to, to follow him, to follow the purpose uh, that he has on my life. And that that calls for me to do better, to do to follow the example that Jesus gave me. And so no, there's no influencer online that has some sp- secret knowledge. That's you know gnosticism. We we've, we've done away with it. at least we, we, we had done away with that for a while. It's back now. <laughs> but they don't have they don't have the insight. You know the person who who sat around in their you know bedroom and navel gaze for a while after reading the Bible uh, and came up with their own interpretation of what it means. That no 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 get back we have got to get back to reading the bible and and allowing it to speak to us um and not not us speaking to it yeah absolutely um you know we have
0: really just become this culture that well first off it's just incredibly lazy you know not willing to put in the work i think that's where the first kind of problem arises is uh that's hard (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's, surely, surely I don't need to do all that yeah, to not spend an eternity in hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, but
1: yeah. tell me about your fantasy football team, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> and where where you're at in your fantasy football league. Oh, um, yeah. But, I mean, we
0: really do have to become a generation that our hearts are burdened um, to, to seek the presence of God in every avenue, to seek truth, uh, no matter you know, how offensive we might find it, um, and, and to realize that this, this is, this is ultimate reality. What God says, what God has for us, there's no, there's no greater, um, or higher truth. There's nothing, um, beyond that for us here to seek, right? Until we get to stand in the the physical presence of our creator God, um, right now we should do everything we can um to be in his presence here um to seek his face to um to know him to be close to him and to allow him to do that that work in us that that only he can do um and i'm not saying you know don't live your life i have plenty of things i enjoy outside of reading my bible and and going to church and 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 worshiping i think god wants us to live lives too I, i do but um Everything needs to be connected to it. Everything I do is connected back to Him somehow. And if it's not, then it's not healthy. It's not. And um, um, so we've, again, we've gotten to this place where it's just, well, this is me. Um, take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, don't judge me. Right. Um, twist up God's word in and, and so many ways. You're, you're not supposed to judge. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and. And just, uh, I mean, what do you think's going to happen? You you come into the church and change nothing and allow God to change nothing. So no work's taking place in your life. And how's that going to work out for you in the end? What do, you re- what do you really think, if that's you? Well, I think that they think they
1: got fire insurance. Yeah. They, uh, I'm just going to say the magic word so I don't have to go to hell, and then I'm going to live my life the way I want to live yeah. it. So, yeah, nothing says I've made a commitment and understand the salvation of my life like Saying I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna it's do like this a- thing. This, A-A-R-P is the, pastor, this is what the ARP
0: card that you just kind of get. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is uh came in the This is what the pastor said. This uh, is what the pastor said that I have to say so I don't go to hell. <laughs> and now I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And so yeah, nothing says you know a changed life like like that kind of mindset. No. Um, which leads me to our first uh, our first verse because you know here we are talking about. You know, you should read the Bible and understand it and, um, and let it, let it tell you, not you tell it. And, um, so, you know, there's a couple, couple things that just popped in our heads. I mean, these were just off the top, you know, when we started just kind of discussing this topic, like, well, I can think of, you know, right off the top of my head, a few examples where it's very explicitly stated in the Bible that our lives should be changed, not you do you. It doesn't say that Jesus Jesus isn't like, you do you, YOLO, peace, and he's out. You know what I mean? Uh, um, so in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. We've all heard that a billion times, but we seem to not understand that. Now, there, is no, there is no other way to understand this. There is no, you know, you need, well, when it says old life, what it really means is now the, the the ancient Greek for old life is gone. Is old life is gone. It <laughs> means it's gone. That means that you, starting from the moment you've accepted Jesus, that that you have become a new person. Right? You have become a new person. Your your life has been given over to Christ. So your your purpose, your drive, your all those things all originate to Christ, not what you want, but living a life according to what god wants i mean and like i said that that seems pretty i mean you know i'm I'm an, I'm an okay intelligent guy but it seems pretty clear i don't think i i mean i seem like i you know like there's no you know i'm not reading uh well, i don't know i'm trying to think of something you know some crazy philosophy here so. like Old life is gone, a new life has begun. I got this on a fortune cookie once. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it's pretty clear what what they're trying to tell us is is that from that moment, we should be new. There shouldn't be no, well, this is who I am. You know, well, God just made me this way. This is, there is no, there is no room for that in that verse, right? There's no, this, this is, this is gone. You were done away with. That is why we do our baptisms. Baptisms are a representation of the old life dying in us, raising new in Christ, right?
0: Yeah, I mean so you know when you look at it too, I mean, from a, a theological standpoint, um, you know, we're we're triune is God's triune, right? We're we're spirit or soul, which is mind, will, emotions, and we're body. And at the moment of salvation, and this is what Second Corinthians is talking about here, at, at that that moment, instantaneously, one third of us is completely regenerated, changed transformed and that's our soul one-third of us in, a, in an instant is now new brand new brand new and that's that's part of our eternal you know that's it's an eternal part of us forever um so spiritually we're made new now what should take place and this is where we fail um is then that should start to work its way to the outside right Um, impacting our mind will emotions our actions um and in everything else um about our lives i mean it it, it should but we just kind of stop there and it's like oh man i raised my hand man my shoulders really feeling that one um (laughs) glad i don't have to do that again uh but man i'm i'm new and then i mean we we kind of ignore this. Well, the the old is now gone. New life has begun, and then it's that that's that process, like right? the work that's taking place now. Um, our our faith that brought about salvation, right? Didn't bring it about. God brought it about, but it allowed us to receive it. Um, that that faith should now accompany. Um, be accompanied with good works works don't save you but um they should be manifest in our life as right. we pursue christ you know um paul talks about um renewing our mind right we should renew our mind what's well make it new that's that's a process you know we allow these things to work themselves out and and to change the course and direction uh, of our lives and where we go and what we do
1: yeah and um you know and that leads us to our next next verse here and then that you know well the second corinthians uh, that's that's paul speaking so you know, that's not jesus right well yeah. here's luke luke 9 24 this is jesus right then he jesus said to the crowd if any of you wants to be my follower you must give up your own way give up your own way well must um yeah What's the the ancient Greek from us?
0: Yeah, well, it means you know if you if you feel like it, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's. Uh, I know when I tell my kids, hey, you you must, you, clean you must yeah you must clean your room, you you must brush your teeth. It's kind of like I, I really leave a lot of open room there. I know they them, hear. Yeah, for them to decide. Like. <laughs> um, Dad said, yeah, I have to do this, but I think he said, do
1: whatever I want to do. Um, and so, yeah, we got to really, we got to play that out there. Right. That's again, there's, there's, there's room for interpretation, you know, but Jesus says you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. Um, and then it says, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Okay. And so when he's talking about take up your cross daily, that means daily, we make a choice to live in accordance with what the the call Jesus puts on our life, right? Daily, so uh, you know, uh, I constantly make the the comparison um, with salvation and, and marriage. You know, I we got married twenty something years ago. Who's counting, right? And uh, and you know, we stood in front of you know the the church and with the pastor, and we we made the commitment and said, hey, we're gonna you know honor these things and and, and act married. And then you know. That that's a for twenty years now, twenty plus years. We've daily done that, right? There's not days where I just get to like. Are take, you likening marriage to a gruesome, torturous <laughs> execution? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> not a, not daily. Um, <laughs> but there's not there's days there's days, and I only just for everybody just listening. I only said that because I know my wife listens. Yeah. Nothing makes me happier than to. Mildly irritator or moderately irritator, but anyway, all the married people said amen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so, um, there's not days where you know I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna get up and take today off, yeah, get married, you know, like, yeah, maybe I'll go out and see what you know, maybe I'll go see, see what my, my options are, yeah. you know, see what happens, um, you know, go to the wherever single people hang out. I don't know anymore. I've Walmart. been married for so long, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to pick up anybody at Walmart <laughs> anyway. Um, but now it's a choice every day we wake up and I'm going to, I'm going to act in accordance with the vows I made on our wedding day. And I'm going to, you know, stay married (laughs) because I like to be married and I want to stay married and I want my wife to love me and I want to, you know, I want us to have a happy relationship. And it's the same thing with our our salvation is that every day, you know, we, we have the urge and we should, if you've, you know, had an authentic salvation, you should feel the need and the urge to do the things that God's called us to do and live in accordance with his will. And so that's a thing that we have to do daily. And that's what he says here. And it's very clear. And there is no, there is no wiggle room here. There is no, I'm going to, I'm going to follow Christ except for this one thing where I'm just not very good at it. And it's just too much work to try to get better at this, and so I'm just going to, you know, that part. God, you're just going to have to be okay with it not being okay. Yeah. I don't. There's no, there's no that in this verse. I don't see that anywhere. <laughs> well, you know, I think too. You know,
0: when we we read that, take up your cross daily. Um, you know, I always, I, I feel like we've we've lost, you know, the cultural relevance of what the cross was, you know, and, and it's because, you know, none of us have, you know, you know gratefully, I'm, I'm grateful for this, seeing the brutality of what a crucifixion would have been like, right? And so w- when Jesus is saying this, that the people would have known, like this, again, I've said this from the platform many times, um, nobody was getting crucifixes tattooed on them and, and hanging them off their camel or putting them up on the <laughs> yeah. wall in and, and their home. I mean, it was not... The way that we view it it wasn't viewed pleasantly um it wasn't viewed as as anything um that um, was good it was it was brutal it was awful it was the worst way to, to die and i mean it was a, a torture device and so we read it with just kind of this glee in our heart take up my cross
1: daily yeah and it's like What he means, what he means, is your cross necklace. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you put that on. I put that on, and so everybody knows you're a Christian when you go out and do all sorts of non-Christian things and represent the church well.
0: Put put my (laughs) Jesus is my homie T-shirt on, and um, put the the Bible that I never read on the dash of my car, so people know. Um, No, that's that's not what he's communicating. I mean, he he was communicating. this is a place of brutality. I mean, so read it with that in, in mind. You must take up your cross daily. Well, that's uncomfortable. Well, that flies completely in the face of today's culture that well, God wants me to come to church and not be uncomfortable, right? I mean, if I've got to yeah. deal with the sin, then that's that's icky. And God doesn't want that for me. <laughs> um, he, he's love, and he loves me just the way that I am. Um, no. I mean, this is—you're you're choosing to— to be put to death in the most gruesome way daily. Um, and, and obviously this is not literal. That's figurative. Um, but so that means those uncomfortable areas of your life, no matter how uncomfortable it is to deal with them or, or painful, right? Um, and, or disruptive. Doesn't matter. You put them to death daily. Take up your cross daily. If you want to, try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up for uh, my life's sake, you'll save it. So, and what he's saying is like, hey, if you hang on to your way, if you refuse to do this, which many do, right? Many don't want to deal with it. They're not really making Jesus Lord. um, They're making Jesus homeboy. Mm -hmm. Um, And he should be the authority figure, right? We should... We should be in fear of trembling of the Lord. Um, not like, ah, oh, what up, bro? You know, how you been? Let's, no, it's it's fear and trembling of the Lord uh, type of mindset that we should have. And so if we try to hang on to what we're doing, uh, we, we lose everything for eternity. And it's not that God sent us to hell that we chose to go there.
1: Yeah, we just decided we're not going to follow what's God do. You know, and the, you know, it says something that um, you're talking about, you know, that we're not actually, you know, we're not actually being put on the cross. We're not actually suffering, per se, for that. And it's it just says it says a lot about our, us, us and our culture that the greatest explosion in Christian, in Christianity right now is happening in countries where you actually will get killed, where yeah. you actually will go to jail, and in a country where you are free. The you know, even today, we still are the freest country on the world in which we can we're free to to, to exercise our religion and our faith. Uh, the way we we want we're experiencing a decrease yeah. in, in our faith well, we won't show up to church if it's raining um, right.
0: if it's too cold if it's too hot if, I'm going if to the it's like if the weather's too bad <laughs> if the weather's too nice yeah um, it's there's just like this this place that we've got to be and it's like oh man it's it's perfect church day I have nothing else going on um, so I have nothing to do so this is my last option. Um, I guess I'll go to church. Nothing else is scheduled. Um, it's, it's not real good weather for really doing anything with life. So I guess I'll go to church today. <laughs> we have people who will trek for hours to go to a church, and, and they make it a priority where, yeah, they could be executed if somebody found out they went there. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. And, and we'll choose not to go because, well, little, little Timmy had a late baseball game. Or you know, better yet, we we allow coaches to schedule games in the middle of church yeah. and and just to not go and not make. It, uh, I mean, gosh! I mean, have you read the Bible? Um, let us not forsake the gathering. And we're like, yeah. I mean, I yeah, watched it online yeah, later, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gathering. Yeah, that's just <laughs> completely what what God had in mind yeah. when He, you know, gave us, gave us His his word in physical form that it's totally cool you know
1: just to, to disengage and do your own thing so yeah. so and then the last passage we're going to share is kind of long but um this is in in romans and you know i'll tell you as somebody i've read, read to the bible a few times and and you know it wasn't until recently that i, I stopped and really really you know a lot of time, i i will be honest again here i'm gonna you know, this is just who i am and being authentic <laughs> I'm sure I'm the only one that ever does this but when you're reading the Bible you know because you're trying to, you know I'm reading it I'm trying to read through this the Bible there are times when I just am just reading it you know it's just yeah. a surface reading and I'm just like so I can check the box and say well I've done my reading plan for today and um, you know I don't you know I, I miss I miss out on it because I'm just re- you know reading it like I'm reading a news story or something where it's just like okay I'm kind of scanning this thing and where are the high points and okay great you know Here's Leviticus for me. You know, <laughs> so and so begat so and so begat so and so whatever. And I don't, you know, I don't pay attention. And I've done that a number of times with Romans. And then it wasn't until recently where I really stopped and read Romans. And if you have not ever done that, you should do that. If you have a life group and, you know, you, you're looking for something to do, read read Romans together, yeah. you know. Cuz man,
0: it it covers
1: it is, everything. Yeah. It's it is. it's
0: considered to be one of the greatest theological works as far as like if you want insight into our faith um yeah i want to double down on what caleb's saying like if you've never done that take the time make the investment um it 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 really just reveals (laughs) the reality of what god did for us in such a significant way and it will answer so many of your questions.
1: Yeah, there there's a and you know if you want to help um, with this and I this is one I would recommend highly highly recommend this guy. Um, if you like listen to listen to podcasts and stuff, his name's Stephen Armstrong, and he goes um, through the through the Bible, each book of the Bible. And um, if you want to listen to somebody, I I would highly recommend listen to Stephen Armstrong Romans, um, as he goes through Romans, and man, it, it really opens this book up to you, and. Um, this should be, if you're going to read something outside of the Gospels, man, Romans is, is the one to read, for sure, because it, it really, it is. It's, a, it's, it's an amazing theological work, and, um, you know, we, we glaze over it, I think, um, way too much. But anyway, I, I I got distracted there. But anyway, Romans 520, so we're, so we're going to kind of go for a little bit here. Um, it says this, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were well, that doesn't make me feel good. No. <laughs> really, that's not why I was given. Yeah. So that we um, could know that we're just right the way that's that we right, are. That God likes me the way I am, and I don't need to do anything different. Um, so God's law was given so that all the people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through christ our lord and so you know this is uh again this is what um christ says is that you know i didn't come to abolish the law i came to fulfill it and, and that was what um you know god god gave the law to, to show us that to, to be righteous to to be upright and in, in, in his in his sight that it's not possible for us. yeah I mean, there's what there's 600 and some odd laws originally you know and one of the first things that they did once they got the laws was create more laws that said well here's what you do when you've messed up on those laws you know and so um it's it's an impossibility we can't we can't do that and god shows us well this is what it takes and you don't have what it takes but i can i can help you with that you know and through jesus christ and through christ we're saved and through grace we're, we're we're sanctified back to god and so um so then Paul here is anticipating the argument against the the rebuttal to this. Well, if if sinning, you know, causes God's grace to pour out on us, shouldn't we just keep sinning? No. You know, because that's that sounds good. And I like to sin. So no. <laughs> it makes a, it's, me feel good. It's a win win. God gets to flex. That's right. God gets to save me even more and more. No, so Paul says. So this continues on in chapter six. He says, "Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace?" Of course not, since we have died to sin. How can we continue to live in it? And this is what I was just talking about earlier about you know, like marriage wise. You know, you I've I've died to the single life, right? I've, I've committed to the the married life. And this, if we've died to sin, if we've said I'm going to put Christ in a place of leadership in my life, of lordship. How can I go on doing these things that are in, in you know, anathema to what God wants me to do? And so he continues on. Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. New lives. Again, there's new lives there is not this, well, this is just who I am. Yeah. yeah that, what a, what a way to, to, uh, disparage God and Jesus and say, well, you've saved most of me except for this part, you know, no. this part, well, this is just who I am. You, you obviously can't do anything with that. So I'm just going to keep doing it, you know, but that's what again, Paul is saying here. He, he, he sees this coming, right? Well, if, uh, if, if, sinning is good you know sinning helps you know show god's grace well i'm just gonna keep doing it well no we can't that's that's not what salvation is about that's not what repentance means repentance means we turn away from that's we, A dirty word i know yeah dirty R word yeah. repentance it's right up there. responsibility yeah words we should do a podcast <laughs> on that word you can't say in church <laughs> repentance responsibility mm. accountability Oh man! I'm sure we could come up with a list. Oh yeah, that's coming up. I'm telling you, that's a that's a that's a that's a podcast podcast episode. Um. So so we we are um, so yeah so no so no we're, we're not helping God out by by sending more, and we're not being authentic by sending more, and we're not being open and and authentic by you know just you know uh, surrendering to our. Our, our carnal desires and our human nature no we're, we're called to do more and to be more because christ jesus saved us to do more and to be more
0: yeah and you know when it says that it says, since we have died to sin how can we continue to live in it and, and i always want to touch on that type of language and i do it in a particular way i think caleb hates it but i'm always just, <laughs> i liken it to a corpse <laughs> i mean what interest does it have in these things if it's if it's passed away Um, it's not getting up to pursue its desires. Right. And so in this context, if we're, if we're dead to sin, um, that's how responsive we should be to it anymore. Not at all. And if you are in a category where, um, it's still uh, a struggle, um, I'm not saying that, you know, you don't have faith. Maybe you're working through the process. Right. Um, but that, that should be alarming. Right. Especially if you've had no change, right. If there's no shift, you raised your hand, you made the commitment, you're showing up to church every week, but there's no change in your life whatsoever. Um, I will get with my insurance agent on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, yeah, I, don't I don't know if you done. got it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you make it to the end of the line and and find out that when Jesus said that the uh, the the road is narrow, but the the path of hell is wide, you yeah. may buy on the you might be on the wide path because um, uh, there should be something that shifts in our life. And that that's evidence of salvation. And the lack of a shift is evidence that, man, you're still your own God and that that's not going to bode well for you. Um, And so since we've died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Um, We need to kind of have that mindset. And it's it's ongoing. It's very much ongoing. I and I know Caleb does the same. We, We constantly evaluate. Are we perfect? Far from it. Um, do we pursue perfection I mean we ever try yeah that's that's the goal um, yeah. knowing that we'll never get it, not on this side of anything um, for sure that but that's that's what we seek and um, it takes self-evaluation on an ongoing basis and we live in a culture that's completely devoid of the entire concept of, Looking in a mirror beyond seeing if your your makeup and your hair are good to go. Um, My hair is always good to go. Yeah, <laughs> mine is now yeah. too. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful world now. Yeah. Um, but we should evaluate beyond our physical appearance and do um, checkups on on our attitude and on our our walk and um, the way that we you know carry out the love of Christ into the world. We should spend far more time evaluating that um, than we do looking in the mirror or, you know, getting dressed in the morning or, or any of that. I mean, we have to have a high investment on that. Um, and if, again, if this isn't a part of what you're doing, um, it's it's not my place to say that you're um, not, you're not saved, not on the right path, but you should at least have enough sense to um, evaluate that for yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as we finish up, I would go back to kind of our original thing is, so as... Is- our original question is being open about um, our sin. Is that us being authentic? And uh, and I would say that, you know, it kind of depends on your reason why, if we're being open about our sin in in, in church context or with our fellow believers, you know, for admonition and accountability, then yes, that's, that's, that's good. You know, that's, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to hold each other accountable to help support each other and that kind of thing. Now, if we're doing it just because, well, this is just who I am, then no, you're, you're, you're not, that's not what Christ calls us to be And anybody or anything within the Christian world or, you know, that just tells you that this is, well, this is, you know, we just should just love each other and embrace each other's, you know, no matter what our, you know, yeah, we, we love each other and embrace each other knowing that we're not perfect, but we don't love and embrace our are this idea that we're not supposed to do better. Mm-hmm. You know, that is not, again, we biblically, I and mean, this was just, you know, three examples that we pulled out here, but there's so much more we could talk about. Um, and again, you know, I like second what Aaron says, it, you know, that doesn't mean we become perfect either. You know, we try. Paul says that exactly. He says, I, I press on for perfection. Yeah. No one's not going to get it, this side of heaven. And, and even Paul, again, Paul, who had a direct encounter with Jesus right on the road to Damascus, direct encounter with Jesus continued to struggle and he, he was open about it and yeah. authentic about it but also in the, in the same passage where he's open and authentic about why he struggles he's also incredibly uh and in, you know grieved about it yeah. you know he it bothers him it bothers him that he's not he's not in there it's like well you know I struggle and that's just you know just who I am he doesn't say that he's like Damn. I pray and pray and pray God take this from me, help me to do better, you know? And then he, he constantly talks about, it. he wants to do better. He wants to be better. And so, um, you know, he makes no excuse for that. He doesn't just say, well, this is just it. This is, I guess I'm just as good as I'm going to be. And you know, everybody needs to just love me anyway. <laughs> um, no. And so, you know, and that's, again, this is kind of the whole, the, the, uh, the, the beginning of what, of what we were talking about is this idea of you know God loves us just just the way we are and doesn't want us to change. No, that's not biblical. That's not Christianity. Um, it's a lie straight it, from hell. It is. It is. It's it's being it's not being authentic. It's not whatever buzzwords your your favorite influencer is calling it these days. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a lie straight from hell. You know that's the thing. I think someday maybe we'll do a podcast. That, Episode about this, but you know, Satan. Satan hates us all, and and Satan will use anything and anybody, to to do whatever he can to, to keep us from God, you know. And so, um, it's not just Satan's not just using you know the political party you don't like <laughs> against you or you know against the world. He's using anything and everything he can. And so any any time he can put an idea, a pervasive idea out there that, that makes you think you're good enough it keeps you from actually discovering true truth of the gospel and what christ calls us to that's a win for him yeah you know and um and i think he he's really good at disguising it as as a lot of things that sound warm and fuzzy yep so anyway right. that's all i got that's all, that's all i got now uh, everybody feels good about this yeah yeah <laughs> now you've been lifted up <laughs> <laughs> well, I want you to, you know, and I guess well, that is one thing I would add. I want you to be encouraged, you know, and I want you to feel it. So, so, you know, the thing to take away from this is, is, man, do some introspection and say, man, how, you know, am I feeling a conviction about these things? You know, what areas of my life have I kind of walled off from, from, uh, feeling, you know, allowing God to work on me? You know, have I said, have I put over here? I'm like, okay, this is this is this part i'll give to god but this part it's just it is what it is because i kind of still like doing whatever this is so i'm just going to leave it alone what what areas in your life is does that speak to and you know maybe start maybe start opening that up a little bit to to god and and see what we can do to to make it a little bit better you know yeah so there i'm trying to make you feel (laughs) a little bit better give you something to do oh yeah be encouraging
0: well i mean we do man we hope that we do hope that you are encouraged um it's i mean the beauty of, of the message here and the, the beauty of the good news is um in, in spite of the fact that we're epic failures and can do nothing about um our eternal damnation uh god can and god did yeah. and that's the beauty of it and um even in romans that we shared just a little bit ago um um just as Sin ruled over all people and brought them to death. Now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, um, don't um, don't embrace your sin. Allow God's grace to deal with it and to to change your your standing with Him and to impact your life today. So. Um, We do hope that uh, you enjoyed today's message. Hope that you share it with all your friends, your family. Um, That dirty, rotten sinner in your life, you know who I'm (laughs) talking about. Send it to them as well. (laughs) But uh, check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you scroll. If you have any questions, concerns, you can reach out to us at the church office, 918-283-2221. Or you can email us at info at cedarpoint.church. But we love you guys. We will check you right back here next week.